This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Anna Valdemoros from the southernmost part of Argentina to Salt Lake City Council District 4. What a story, what a woman coming up inside Salt Lake. Stay with us. Anna Valdemoros, it's such an amazing name. She is the sitting city council person in District 4. She's running for re-election and there's something electric about her. It's like the Energizer Bunny when you get around her. She's just full of sheer energy. Anna, how are you? How did you end up from beautiful, amazing Argentina into Council District 4 in Salt Lake City? Uh, you know, that's a, that was a long, uh, a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 you're in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Oh, wow, thank you. I mean, uh, I haven't been that far south, but, uh, you know, in Argentina. So what made you think, well, I'll go to Utah to school? Were there, was there some connection? Well, well yes, you know, we, because um, we know a lot of the Lutheran missionaries from the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, So it wasn't like sending your young daughter off to New York City alone. Right, which that was what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, yeah. Yeah, do it on your own, but you know. So there's a, a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints connection here. Yes. So it wasn't totally out of the blue. Right. Same with me. I mean, that, the reason I came to BYU, the reason I came to Utah when I was seventeen was to go to college, to go to BYU, because there's really no good schools in Massachusetts. So I, you know, I needed to come here. Yeah. Yeah, the Provo. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, um, so you arrive at really at eighteen. Yes, and I turned nineteen a 
few months afterwards. I arrived by myself. I remember bringing two suitcases. I stayed with somebody, somebody's family in um, somewhere in the south in Sandy, and I took the bus with my two suitcases that dropped me off at Fort Douglas, and then I went up <laughs> with my two suitcases up to the dorms. Wow. That started my journey. And that's how it happened. Yeah, that's so this was a family friend or somebody that you yeah. got here early and so that yeah. you stay there and the they showed you around a little bit. Yeah. And I'll bet you had difficulty making friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, not everybody likes me, Jim. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've yet to see anybody that doesn't like you. But, that. Uh, but you know, it, 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 for some reason, some people just always been so welcoming to me. Always. And I feel so blessed and so thankful that um, despite, I always say, despite my accent, you know, despite my color, like people are like, oh, how are you? Oh, great. And there's always a connection to Argentina and always some, you know, happy people. Can you speak English now? Well, can, can, can you understand me? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. I got it. Totally. <laughs> do you, do you remember, I mean, I remember getting homesick. Um, yes. and I remember, you know, I, thinking, well, maybe I should go home, you know, maybe I need a little longer and, you know, that was one thing when you were in Utah, going to Massachusetts seemed endless. Did you get homesick? You, you didn't have a, you didn't know a soul when you arrived right. here. No, I did get, you know, I did get homesick the first semester and I didn't get along with my roommates that much and I really felt alone you know you, you don't know anybody you know your roommates but you're not really getting along um and i went home for christmas and when i came back that's when it hit me and i almost told my mom i think i'm going back i don't think i'm gonna <laughs> I, I almost and then i thought my mom had made great sacrifices and great efforts to help me come here i can't just quit so you know i pondered and pondered and cried you know a few nights and until I decided to change, you know, ask for, for a change in rooms and roommates. And then I found this international student community that I didn't know. And, and then things changed, like overnight. We started discovering Salt Lake City as, you know, as foreigners, as uh, newcomers, and all these new culture, new ideas, new traditions, whatever it was. And that's how everything changed. Do you remember any of those people and what country they were from? and? So you're kind of the loser of the group. Right? <laughs> no, Dang, I, it. holidays come where there aren't customs it i think people who have never lived outside of the country it's hard to explain 
just the deep level of um, of difficulty. Right. So, you know, to start with, uh, I remember studying in English. So I knew a little bit of English, but I didn't, knew, I didn't know the technical English. So imagine me having to go through this college textbook with a with a dictionary next to me all the time, feeling sometimes hopeless. I'm, I, what's going on here? What is it saying? And and so that was one of the things that I'm like, oh my gosh, should I make the right decision? You know, right. <laughs> um, is it going to be too difficult for me? But then yes, um, you know, being away from your friends and your family, especially in Latin American cultures where you know families and friends are are your life. That's what you do, and um, and and not seeing them and not having the same connection was was hard, uh, very hard, until until you start understanding the culture in America and how <clears throat> hospitable Americans are, and then you start understanding their culture, where they're coming from, and how they open up to, you know, to foreigners, and then you're like, oh, and then you start feeling part of it. Once you understand it, you navigate it, and here I am, 10 years later. I mean, how difficult was it not? Being able to tango regularly. <laughs> I mean, it's I have a little confession to make. I learned how to tango in America. <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> here in Salt Lake City with a, a professor from the U. He's an architect and he's Italian, but he's also a tango teacher. <laughs> and I, um, there's a group called the Wasatch Tango. Um, I think Wasatch Tango group or club here in Salt Lake City and. Uh, they meet very often. I mean, we go and learn there, and that's how I learned. It's amazing, isn't it's it? Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a great, great dance, and uh, I'm, you know, I kind of doing that. It kind of brought me. You know, it, it feels like I'm home again. You know, or it feels nostalgic, and so that's why I did it. So uh, Argentina. I'm guessing the time you were growing up under. Kirchner and his wife and the, the time of economic crisis and the bounding of the pots and right. a tremendous economic difficulty. I suppose it, uh, as the peso went down, down and uh, the, the Argentina couldn't pay its international debts and it, it was a, uh, probably like 1929 and 30 yeah. here. Tell me about growing up. So, when, so I grew up in the, with the Menem administration. They had two, um, they had two administrations, so two terms. Um, and we, you know, um, unemployment kept rising and rising and rising and rising. So you could feel something was going on. And Even as a, ch as a child. child yeah, yeah. You could feel like something was going on. A lot of the companies uh, were getting, the national companies were getting privatized. And so they would fire, you know, people, fire workers. And, um, you know, my mom worked for the government, so her, it was safe in a way. But still, um, sometimes it was hard, you know, to make ends meet. And then uh, I remember my mom helping other, other co-workers and other friends as much as she could to, you know, hopefully they could make ends meet and try to find jobs or whatever it was. But then I left right before the change, right before... Um, uh, the Kirchners took over. We uh, they had five presidents, I think, in like a month or forty days. I kept changing. Right. They kicked one of the presidents out, which was the which he died today, by the way. Is the Darula president? He was there for about a year or so, and then the the public was so mad at what was going on, and he was uh, he, what do you call it when they well, he left? I don't know. He quit. 
he, he trumped. And it was in this time period of anarchy and chaos that you, mom, put you in that little boat like Moses and sent you off in, down the Nile for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to get you back to the U. You make friends, your life starts to blossom, you study city planning. Did you have in mind back then, when you were 18, a city council seat? Ah, a long time ago. And so you've been in this planning 
city things ever since. And how did you get on the city council? So um, I worked in Salt Lake City as a city planner for eight years. As an employee. As an employee, as a staff planner. We worked on a lot of master plans, especially on the North Temple one um, for, the, for the track line to the airport. We did all of the zoning ordinances there, the new zoning ordinance and the master planning. And then um, and I worked a little bit in, in downtown and um, seeing that in that growth there and working on master plans as well. And then I worked in the nonprofit world for a few years, um, which is NeighborWorks. And then I, in the meanwhile, I was doing these businesses, like I was doing the empanadas. So what are empanadas? empanadas? It's a dance, isn't it? <laughs> dun, 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 the girl from empanada? No, oh, okay, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, how, you know. yeah they kind of all like. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, I will. Um, Just kidding. And so, uh, and then I But what are they? They're little... They're little, like, turnovers. They're turnovers. Yeah, they're turnovers filled with meat. Uh, the Argentinian ones are traditionally filled with meat. Um, and we, I started selling those at the farmer's market every Saturday. And... I was working as I, you know, as I was doing my thing. On Saturdays, I would, you know, go wake up and set up my tent. It's not often that Moses comes up in a podcast, but I'm going to bring up Moses a second time because if Moses had known about your empanadas, there would have been another commandment. They are so good. So you actually turned it into a business. Yes. So yes, I, I was helping myself through college years, you know, doing that. Then I found a job and I kept doing it. And then I saw a business opportunity, kept growing and growing. And I thought, well, maybe I ought to have the first empanada shop in downtown Salt Lake City. And um, that's how I do planning from an economic development, you know, standpoint, and also to reuse an old building. And I found the perfect spot. Empanadas are us. No, <laughs> no Argentina's best empanadas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so where, uh, where, where is it? I mean, I have never been to your shop. I but. So it's at 357 South 200 East, uh -huh. which is pretty much fourth, fourth South and second East. Uh, it's right across the street from my house. Uh -huh. So that was, you know, that's what planners do. We think about pedestrians. We think about not using our cars as much as we can. Um, and it's next to the Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, right next to the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. So you can get full of the good stuff and then go over, yeah. you know, and get a, <laughs> get a donut. Do you, what's the best part and the worst part about being on the city council? So, okay, so hold on. I want to answer your question. Oh, how did you end up there? Council. Yeah. Whatever it is, I like to help. 
And so I told Rob, I think this is a really good fit for me because now I am on this other side with this insight that other people don't have, you know, how to run a business. Now I understand all those complaints, uh, all those rumors, you know, all these things that the development world was telling us before and the residents were telling us before. Um, and so now I'm like, oh, some of these are really legitimate issues that people were talking about. Now I understand that because I had to go, uh, you know, through them myself. Like I know all these proposals things that I had to do to get my business open. And so that's when I said, okay, and that's when I put my name, you know, to be appointed. And there were a lot of people, yeah, right? And how did they do it? Did they, like, was it a lottery or was it, um... No, so like originally, you know, first they asked us to answer a lot of questions. Um, and then we submitted our, our responses uh, about the city, about city development, about what we thought, uh, about Salt Lake City and how to fix things and stuff like that. And then we had a five-minute elevator uh, pitch that we had to do in front of the six council members. And then they took a vote. Right then, right, right after then, the pitch? Yeah, right after the were pitch. any, let me just be serious here for a minute, okay. were, and the city council is going to pick. Right. Were there, <clears throat> I don't know an easy way to ask this, were any empanadas exchanged <laughs> at all in the decision? At all. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, okay. No. I, okay, I just want to check. Um, <laughs> Not like today. So... <clears throat> We're running out of time here. And look, we will have you again, and we'll talk policy and why, why, you know, what about the transportation and pollution and, you know, the many affordable housing and all the rest. But right now, I just wanted to get to know you, and I'm sure a lot of people in the audience do too, They, you know, people in Salt Lake. So the best and the worst parts about being on the council. Um, best part, we get to make decisions. We get to look at the budget really closely uh, and so that we can make informed decisions, uh, educated decisions uh, for the best. Uh, um, for, you know, for so the are part. you a bit of a geek? I mean, your favorite part about being on the city council is getting that $330 million in spreadsheets budget? <laughs> Sometimes it's actually founded. And sometimes it's founded, yes. You know. But you, yeah, sometimes it's founded. You know, I mean, we're, we're all, we're all, sometimes we're all human. But that's Do you have thin skin? Uh, no. No. no so when really people say bad things about you, you're able to go, ah, well, you know. I'm, you know, like, no, I, what, what I like to do is educate the public. The people can ask me directly, you know, questions, what happened? Uh, you know, it, it's just when you get accusations that are inaccurate, that's when I get mad. And I think that's when my skin grows. Yeah. <laughs> that's when the skin <laughs> gets a little thin. Yeah, like, uh, no, that's not how it happened. This is how it happened. Here are the facts. 
Anna Voldemoros. Vol, vol, like volunteer. Val, Valdemoros. Valerie, Valdemoros. City Council District Number Four, South Temple to Ninth South, I-15 to Thirteenth East. It has been fun getting to know you. We'll look forward to chatting with a lot of issues and Absolutely. and we stuff. Got We've got a lot. Is District 4 really the only one that matters in the city? <laughs> oh, that's a tough question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Of, of course not. But yes, I am a very turfy, I call it turf, but like I like to protect my, you know, whatever I, whatever I Anna, thanks for coming today. Okay. It's been really fun having you. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.